Welcome back to Chew the Bible with your good friend Aaron. One moment here. Start recording. I got to be careful doing these videos because I realized that I had the video still going <laughs> and I was like blowing my nose and I don't know what else I said. I could go back and watch that video. Um, yes, they need to have it a little bit cleared, like a big flashing red light saying, hey, still recording, still recording. I don't know. <sighs> Everything's recorded anyway in heaven. So I'm sorry, y'all. I lied. I lied. My bad. Um, I said I was going to do the Teddy P. You're my latest, my greatest inspiration. But uh, then I, when they were talking about gardening, a lock garden, it made me think of uh, that song Secret Garden by uh, Quincy Jones. So I found the saxophone instrumental version. Yeah, it's a song that he did with uh, Barry White. And Quincy Jones produced it, I believe. Anyway, here we are. We're in Song of Songs, chapter five. I'm going to... This might be the last recording for the night, and I'm gonna try to talk to my friend Yeti. <sighs> I feel like I have this like hodgepodge of like girlfriends right now, like, and when I say girlfriend, that's like all it really is is just platonic. There's like no romantic, nothing romantic going on. But it's cool to have women to talk to because dudes, I don't know. I got, and I got my cousin Dominique. I even talked to her. We actually joked about that because she was like, yeah, um, I realized one day I have all these cousins I can also talk to. I don't have to just talk to guys. I got guy cousins I can talk to. But guys don't really talk as much as women. So, uh, or like talk about our feelings. Like none of my buddies would talk the way I talk to my friend, uh, um, uh, Helen just a minute ago we were all talking about icebreaker cards and yeah and just more yeah we we're talking about our, our relationships with family and stuff like that and most dudes don't talk like that at least the guys that I know um and if it is, it's like after we haven't talked in a long time, like we haven't talked in months. And yeah, it's almost like we'll make up for months of not talking or a year of not talking in just like 30 minutes. So the ladies, I can talk to them like, shoot, I can easily talk to a woman for like two hours, shoot, sometimes more, depending on who it is. Uh, All right, Song of Songs, Chapter 5. Thank God for this podcast, because I can just talk as much as I want on here. To talk, 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 to talk, talk, talk. Sometimes you just got to get stuff off your chest, you know? All right, Young Man. This is Young Man talking, Solomon. Here we go. I have entered... I believe this is Solomon each time talking. I don't know. We're just going to pretend like it is. He says, I have entered my garden, my treasure, my bride, 
I gather myrrh with my spices and eat honeycomb with my honey. I drink wine with my milk. What you trying to say over here? What you, what you talking about? What you talking about, Solomon? <laughs> in my uh, Gary Coleman voice. What you talking about, Solomon? I know you got you got some innuendos going on here. I remember my cousin, uh, Jahari, back in St. Louis. Because my brother and my cousin Jahari were like five years older than me. And so I'm when they were in middle school, or like seventh and eighth grade, say eighth grade, I would have been in third grade, second or third grade. Anyway, I just never forget them talking about how the school I was going to, Kirby, which is now at Hazelwood East Middle, they would uh, refer to it as a land of milk and honey. And I didn't know what that was until I showed up there. And I was like, oh, this is what I don't even know if that I understood what they were talking about then. And then it's now like as a teenager and an adult, like I was like, oh, that's what they meant when they were talking about the land of milk and honey. So. Solomon, are you talking about the same thing here? Eating, eating honeycomb. What you talking about, Solomon? All right. Young women of Jerusalem. Oh, lover and beloved. Eat and drink. Yes, drink deeply of your love. See, it's weird. It's interesting because it's almost like these. It, it keeps talking about these young, this audience of these young women of Jerusalem. Like they're almost standing outside their tent cheering them on or something. Where the fellas at? These ladies are like, oh, lover and beloved, eat and drink. Yes, drink deeply of your love. They're getting all into it. I, I'm trying to picture this. Um, Let's keep going before I get in trouble here. I don't know how my old pastor preached a whole series on this Song of Solomon. I've never heard any other pastor preach from the Song of Solomon ever. Young woman, I, I, young woman's talking here. I slept, but my heart was awake when I heard my lover knocking and calling. Open to me, my treasure, my darling, my dove, my perfect one. My head is drenched with dew, my hair with the dampness of the night. Mm. But I responded, I have taken off my robe. Should I get dressed again? I have washed my feet. Should I get them soiled? Mm. My lover tried to unlatch the door and my heart thrilled within me. I jumped up to open the door for my love and my hands dripped with perfume. My fingers dripped with lovely, lovely myrrh as I pulled back the bolt. How mm. bad his chair is all squeaky. I opened to my lover, but he was gone. My heart sank. I searched for him, but could not find him anywhere. I called to him, but there was no reply. The night watchmen found me as they made their rounds. They beat and bruised me and stripped off my veil. Those watchmen on the walls. See, what are they talking about? They beat and bruised me. Stripped off my veil. See, this imagery right here, once again, we go back to like, if we picture Jesus, I want to read too much into it, but I immediately am picturing Jesus is the bride here. And I mean, Jesus is the uh, bridegroom, the groomsman and the groom. And uh, this woman here is the bride, the church. And you imagine i i'm reading i could be reading a lot into this but and when we get into hosea this will make some sense too but just like picture like the church has been beaten 
bruised, had our veils stripped off. We've been, um, whenever the fall happened, anyway, you go really deep into this. I don't want to go too deep, but yeah, we've been violated. The church has, and God is restoring us and he's already washed us clean and made us white as snow. We're no longer defiled. Uh, for those of us that have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And one day he's coming back for us very soon. Make this promise, O women of Jerusalem. If you find my lover, tell him I am weak with love. I mean, the young women of Jerusalem, they say, why is your lover better than all others? O woman of rare beauty, what makes your lover so special that we must promise this? Must promise this. Sorry, I got the hiccups. Holla if you hear me. All right, now the young woman's talking. My lover is dark and dazzling. <laughs> Solomon was a brother. Dark-skinned brother. All right, my lover is dark and dazzling, better than 10,000 others. His head is fine as gold. His wavy hair is black as a raven. Mm, he got wavy hair, too. Anyway, all right. His eyes sparkle like doves. I was going to make a comment about good hair, but that's not a good phrase. People talk about what is good hair. Like hair is not as coarse and kinky, wavy, whatever. Back in the day in the 80s, 60s, 70s, guys would do stuff to their hair to make it all relaxed. Put relaxers in their hair, make it wavy perms and all that anyway he had he his hair was like that naturally without him having to do all that chemical stuff to it his head is finest gold his wavy hair is black as a raven his eyes sparkle like doves beside springs of water they are set like jewels washed in milk his cheeks are like gardens of spices giving off fragrance his lips are like lilies perfumed with myrrh his arms are like rounded bars of gold set with beryl. His body is like bright ivory glowing with lapis lazuli. His legs are like marble pillars set in sockets of finest gold. His posture is stately like the noble cedars of Lebanon. His mouth is sweetness in itself. He is desirable in every way. Such, O oh women of Jerusalem, is my lover, my friend. Mm. Wow, this, if my wife described me like this, I'll feel very special. I forgot to scroll up for people that watch it on the video. There you go. His mouth is sweetness itself. He is desirable in every way. Such a woman of Jerusalem is my lover, my friend. I encourage y'all to go read some descriptions of Jesus in the New Testament, especially in Revelation. And I believe you'll find some parallels here. But we're not going to do that right now. All right. I'm going to read these Tony Evans notes. Oops. And close it out. And we may do one or two more recordings or close out Song of Songs tonight. It depends on how long I talk to my friend Yeti. If we even talk at all. We'll see. Let me see what she said. She didn't even respond. Anyway. Boy, I, once again... If I could go back and talk to A.A. Ron before my divorce and I separated and I had that long list of stuff that my former wife wanted me to do. 
And I was being stubborn, like, I ain't doing all that. That's not a marriage. If I got to jump, as he says, jump, <laughs> and cross every T, dot every I, that's not a marriage. I, if I go back to that dude again, I'd be like, Aaron, I know you don't want to do this stuff right now, but you don't want to be out in these streets. If she says jump, you should say, how high? How high? How high, dear? How high you want me to jump? If she says, cross that T, be like, is this good enough? Is my penmanship good enough? She says, dot that I. Be like, hey, is this dot good enough for you? Is this big enough dot? Did I get all the dots? Did I cross all the T's? Anything else you want me to do? <laughs> oh, fellas, you do not want to be on these streets, man. I'm telling you, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. It's not good for your mental health, my friend. Um... Which was the verse that I was talking about where beaten and it reminded me of the church? Verse 7. There you go. Like the church bride. Or Hosea's wife. All right. Let's read these Tony Evans notes. He says, notice the inclusion of a narrator here. Who but God could have access to this couple's bedroom? His interruption is a reminder that God himself is pleased that the pair is pleased. Sex is God's gift to married couples. Something that um, kind of blows my mind sometimes, the fact that technically God sees us when we're having sex. And he actually enjoys it. Not to be all weird, but. And he really enjoys it when you, when it's actually a married couple. And he blesses that. Mm. This passage is, a, and it grieves him when, it's, when you're not married. Especially if it's between two same-sex relationships. Um, yeah, he doesn't honor that at all. Um, he doesn't honor, just like he doesn't honor same sex relationships, just the same way he doesn't honor relationships between two people that aren't married, you know, that are just in a dating relationship. Anyway, um, this passage is a reminder that sometimes the passions of husbands and wives are in sync. We do well, the passage he's talking about is verses two through six. When it says, I was sleeping, but my heart was awake. A sound, my love was knocking. Open to me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my perfect one, for my head is drenched with dew, my hair with droplets of the night. And the woman says, I have taken off my clothing. How can I put it back on? I have washed my feet. How can I get them dirty? Oh, interesting. Like, I'm basically... Hmm. My love thrust his hand... Through the opening and my feelings were stirred for him. I rose up to open for my love. My hands dripped with myrrh. My fingers with flowing myrrh on the handles of the bolt. I opened to my love, but my love had turned and gone away. My heart sank because he had left. I sought him, but he did not. But I did not find him. I called him, but he did not answer. Hmm. Interesting. 
This passage is a reminder that sometimes the passions of husbands and wives aren't in sync. We do well then to remember Paul's words, love is patient, love is kind, it is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. So somehow they had some kind of argument. He left. He walked out. Been there, done that before. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 5. Go read that about the love is patient passage. All right. Last note says this bridegroom is more than good looking. He is her friend, her intimate companion. He's a kingdom man. Mm. He was a he could have been on the front of a GQ magazine. And she was a Jet Beauty of the Week, page 63. I can't remember what the page, Jet. I used to know what page the Jet Beauty of the Week was on. If y'all don't know what, y'all, what I'm talking about, just Google it or just ask ask one of your black friends <laughs> that, that was born in the 80s or 80s or uh, 80s babies or before that. Anybody after that probably won't know about Jet Magazine and the Jet Beauty of the Week. Let's Google that real quick. Interesting fact. Nah, we can't look it up because if, yeah, it's going to show on the screen. Let's Google Jet Beauty of the Week. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for um, continuing to just speak to us, Lord, transforming our hearts and our minds. Thank you, God. I just pray for once again for those who are single. And uh, this might be difficult for them, you know, a difficult time. I pray, Lord, that you would send them a bride or a um, groom that can love them and encourage them. That's the desire and that's your will for them to be married. I just pray that you would send that special person to them and make it very clear who that should be, especially to me, God, because right now I'm just in a wilderness when it comes to this relationship stuff. And uh, what else? What else, Lord? Just thank you that you're a good father, your gracious father. You're the best match matchmaker, as Mr. Uh, Prince. What's his name? Something Prince. Derek Prince. I encourage y'all to go look that up on YouTube. He has a whole video called a series called um, "God Is a Matchmaker." So yes, Lord, thank you that you are the best matchmaker. Even better than my cousin out there in St. Louis who offered and said she got friends she, she could hook me up with. Uh, <laughs> Lord, I want whatever you want from me and your timing. And I know that when you add somebody to our life, you add no sorrow. So thank you for that. And uh, we look forward to We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, all that you're doing and all that you're going to do. In Jesus mighty name, I pray. And ultimately, thank you, Lord, that you are the greatest groom of all time. We look forward to being um, completely matched with you, Lord, being able to see you face to face in all your beauty and all your splendor and to worship you. Pray that we will worship you now, Lord. Um, We wouldn't wait till heaven to worship you all day, but we would have a lifestyle of worshiping you, Lord, and loving you and telling you how special you are to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Bye. Hit up my friend yeti see what she's what she's up to so all right love y'all thanks for listening hey thank y'all for listening i saw we bumped up another thousand spins so i appreciate all the people listening i don't get compensated for this podcast right now the biggest compensation i get though is just knowing that people are being blessed and hopefully sowing seeds into your life that will have ripple effects throughout eternity so uh, thank you for listening uh once again 
Feel free to email me at chewthebible at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, just try to keep it PG rated and uh, be nice and don't creep me out too much. All right. Take care. God bless. <laughs> yeah, if you got any prayer requests, whatever, send them, send them my way to chewthebible at gmail.com. Uh, I do have a cash app account if you want to bless your bro at boy at chew the Bible. It's just chew the Bible. Uh, I always take donations. Won't turn those down. So uh, even though I don't do this for the money. Um, but yeah, your boy has taken like a week off from driving and uh, I do need to get back to driving. <sighs> been exactly you see here my pops passed away on friday and so it's been eight days tomorrow will be the ninth day of no driving so i need to get back out out there and get on my, my hustle because the rent don't sleep and child support don't sleep so all right i'll holler romans three twenty three says for all have sinned or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us, or showed his love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.